Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Nellis, and this is episode 85. And it's only about a week late. No big deal, right? Let's begin with some stoner moments. So two weeks ago, I was talking about using transdermal patches in order to alleviate a lot of the pain and further the progress of my physical therapy in dealing with a very old injury. Um, At the end, I mentioned that Mary's Medicinals is another really big player in the transdermals game. And um, I don't know, I don't think I really clarified what my point was on that anyway. But uh, I wanted to look into the pricing for the Mary's Medicinals versus the pricing of the Papa and Barclays. And quite unfortunately, they're the same. They're both $20 a pop. And at what I was getting a maximum really of 10 hours relief with, 20 bucks is a lot to pay for one day's medicine um, when I'm trying to consider a regular routine. It's not so much that I wouldn't throw it in there occasionally, especially because I really feel like the application that I did do had a tremendous effect on on keeping the additional elasticity in those tendons. Um, I really feel like I can focus more on starting my stride from the hip and kind of uh, and, and get my, my heel down properly so I can work out that part of my arch. Unfortunately, it means that another part of my ankle is really stretching and popping and I could totally use another transdermal patch there. Um, but uh, $20, that's like a half gram of some concentrate. Got to focus on the medicine. Sometimes you got to focus on the medicine. Speaking of which, I had to renew my medical card today. That was fun. Hello, MD. Thank you for all of those who use the uh, referral link. Um, I was able to get half off my recommendation this year. Woot woot. So moving on, uh, one of the reasons why I did not get a podcast out last week uh, was that the time that I'm normally recording my podcast, I was actually in LA traffic. And that was because I was on my way to go meet Savannah and Alejandra, who are my new bosses. Um, I I'm just got an internship, nothing paid yet, but I'm really excited to even be part of this project. One, I've really missed being industry affiliated. Um, I've kind of been focusing on other things and I haven't really been able to, to take advantage of any opportunities in my area because there aren't really any opportunities in my area worth pursuing, at least not that I found. And um, I was kind of perusing Craigslist trying to keep my hands busy, which I'll get to again a little later. And I found an ad that seemed pretty legitimate for an intern for a cannabis startup magazine. And specifically, they wanted ladies. And specifically, they wanted stoner ladies. And you know that I have been craving some stoner lady stuff in my life lately. So it really just sung out to me. 
So I emailed them and I heard back and we talked and they seemed really amazing. So I wanted to go out there and meet them for the first meeting. And I thought that I would be able to finagle all of my time management. um, But that didn't entirely work out for me. But let me get back to the magazine. It's called Rise and Shine, and it is going to be the vogue of the cannabis magazine industry. Just based off of their business plan and their their concept, which you can actually view online already, it's open to the public, and it's through a website called Issue, which is I-S-S-U-U. And I don't remember the exact link, uh, and I think it's a .com, but I will have it on my website under this blog, thespliffpodcast.com, episode 85. And you can scroll through all of the pages. When the magazine actually launches, it will also be available online, um, and it will be a quarterly print magazine. Super luxe. I mean, these ladies are in the fashion magazine industry already reporting on the LA fashion scene. So they know what they're doing. I am beyond excited to be soaking up all of their energy and knowledge and fingers crossed, maybe something will work out a little bit more long term. Uh, I'm just beyond thrilled to uh to, yeah, to even be doing that right now. So, oh, and uh, I will also have a link to their Instagram. If you are on Instagram and want to check out the magazine a little bit more, it's still kind of in its infancy right now, but we are on Instagram and you can follow us there. Instagram.com slash rise and shine mag. And there's nothing fancy in the end. It's just spelled out. So that was part of the reason why I did not get a podcast out on time last week. Um, And I did try. I had made a post on Facebook that it was going to be late, but I was going to get it out and had every intention to. And I got a shout out to Rasta Jeff. He hit me up on Facebook um, when I was kind of lagging. And he was like, "Yo, so what do you do when you don't feel like recording? And I was like, funny, you should mention that. Um... And, and he was recording his fourth episode that week, making me feel like such a chump. Uh, but sometimes that kind of competition could be good for me. And it really did kind of push me to, to get my butt in gear. Because part of the problem was, too, that the depression hit me hard over the weekend. Um, I have been trying to fight this thing, I think some of my listeners might have realized for a while, And, um, you know, trying to stay busy, trying to stay focused, trying to stay positive, trying not to feel like uh, something damaged, Uh, (laughs) um, you know, trying to feel more like a diamond. If you want it to sparkle, you got to put some cuts in it, uh, else it's just a fucking rock. But... I'm at this weird place in my depression where it's kind of like being in the welfare gap. And if you aren't familiar, what that refers to is there's a gap financially and emotionally between needing government assistance, being 
poor enough that you need assistance programs to help you and your family survive, and then being stable enough to not need those while also maintaining a steady quality of life for your family. And generally, there's a pretty large income gap between what you make and receive assistance with and what you need to make to maintain a good quality of life off of assistance. And you're stuck in this middle ground where you're struggling to keep up without anything to keep you afloat. And it's uh, generally referred to as the welfare gap. But there's an emotional aspect to it too, where you, it's hard to think in thousands of dollars when you're used to struggling for nickels and dimes. If you're used to making, you know, trying to find ways to make an extra $20 here and there to then make, to then have a, a mental perception in a completely different class without any kind of training or idea of how to be in that class is also an issue. There's a mental game to climbing up the ladder that we don't always prepare society for. And I feel like I'm in that spot with my depression. Like I'm not suicidal. I'm not I'm not physically torn and racked by my depression right now. But I'm also not in a place where I'm maintaining a quality of life where I find a reason to get out of bed every day. Um, you know, for a while it was just a cup of coffee, but now that that wasn't even working. Um, and I've been able to really, really make a lot of progress from where I was several years ago. You know, my laundry's clean. Uh, my animals are fed. My rent is paid. I am clean. I took a shower. Uh a few, not a few, but several years ago, there would be months where that wouldn't happen necessarily because the depression makes you not care. And over the weekend, I don't know, the depression just kind of finally got to the podcast. And I just, I, I was overwhelmed by every distraction, by every issue that came up. And I always have things you I'm always talking about my noisy neighbors and the, the birds outside and I always have a lot of work to do in order to soundproof the area before I begin. And I already forgot one thing, so it'll probably be a little echoey, but I'm not going to trip on that right now. You know, my turtles always move in. I had to turn on his basking light. It's late right now. And he was like, it's playtime. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, turtle. So I turn on his light and he's like, yeah, it's sun time. So... Anyway, the good news is that I have really been trying to use and and just maneuver my cannabis through this uh, depression gap. I hear the train. I think it's time for a bong load. I got some blue dream. It's late, but I need something that isn't going to knock me out too much because with this depression, I have a hard enough time focusing. Um, 
I, I was talking about Rasta Jeff earlier and him giving me a little bit of a competitive edge. And I did sit down and record a podcast on Monday. I recorded almost an hour of podcast about cannabis concentrates. And um, I was really excited uh, getting back to some basics and things like that. And I was listening back to it about 10 minutes in and I was like, this is totally fucking useless. I don't even know what I'm talking about. And I'm the one fucking talking. So, and that's the problem with depression is sometimes you can, you can push and still not have everything together. And when it comes to fighting depression with cannabis, so much of it comes down to finding the right strain and the right means of medicating. Now, um, if you have listened to some of the earlier episodes, you might be familiar with my favorite strain, Joker, which is not a truly genetic name. It's not uh, something that you're going to find in most books or or leafly. It's uh, probably some shit that was grown in the mountains somewhere. And it would just slice through my depression. But right now, I don't have anything like that. And a lot of the sativas I have had access to are just kind of hazier sativas, like this Blue Dream, um, what I would call an indica-style sativa, something that's good for low anxiety. But I don't necessarily need anxiety. I need focus. My sour diesels aren't working because physically... Sure, they help push me a little bit more, but my brain is sluggish right now. Yeah, even more sluggish than usual. And it's been really hard to find the right sativa. Uh, the closest thing I found was this Golden Diesel by Creme de Canna. I think it's a, a mix on the Golden Pineapple and a Sour Diesel. And that gives me a nice combo of happy and energy but it isn't, it isn't perfect. Some of it still makes me really derpy. The holy headband is wonderful for helping me get words on paper, but when it came to talking, it just made me frenetic. Uh, The good news is that while I don't have any of the, the Joker available to me anymore, I do have the one capsule that I made. I made a whole batch. I had over a hundred capsules and, and I just use them rando like. And by the time I found out how well they worked, I, I didn't have very many left. And now I only have one, um, wrapped in glass, breaking case of emergency situation style. And, um, and I thought that that was it, but then I remembered I had made a tincture with it too. Now the tincture was almost completely gone, but that was in part two because it had kind of dried up. So I was like, well, shit, maybe I can reconstitute what's on the inside if I just put some more alcohol in there and it won't be super concentrated, but at least I can, I can microdose on it. And I did that and it seemed like it was kind of working. It wasn't super effective, but the tincture was never very effective for me. It wasn't anywhere near as effective as the coconut oil cannabis pills that I had made. So what I did was I got myself something I should have gotten a very long time ago, which is MCT oil. 
and that's uh, Mike Charlie Tango MCT Oil. Uh, it is a super saturated coconut oil. It doesn't solidify like normal coconut oil. It's a liquid, so it's really easy to just add into tinctures. It's totally clear. It doesn't really seem to have any flavor to it. And, um, and so I threw that into my tincture, and the difference was noticeable almost immediately. I didn't have to use very much, but just a couple of drops really just gave me that extra bit of perk that the alcohol alone wasn't doing. And, um, and so every day I wake up and I just try and take a couple of drops of that throughout my day. I do not have much of it left. Um, I don't know how much longer I'm going to try and do it. Cannabis is not the only thing I'm doing to fight this by any means. I'm pushing my D3. I'm pushing my vitamin K. Um, I am really trying to push myself, even though I haven't been waking up in time to get to yoga because of the insomnia, I have at least been trying to make sure that I do yoga, that I remember to stay physical on some level, and that I don't just sit on my couch or lie in my bed like a sloth the way I want to. All right, I'm going to sit here holding this bong. Let's hit it. So tasty. This is a really sativa leaning style of blue dream. It's very hazy, so it's a little more dry than it is sweet or berry. Um, so it doesn't give you super great focus. It doesn't make you sleepy, but after a while, when you go through those those stoner cycles as you metabolize it. It has a derpy stage. If I'm out and about and uh, maybe I smoked part of a joint while I was in traffic because traffic. And then I uh, I get to my destination and I don't know, go fucking do some grocery shopping or whatever. Every now and then I'll realize that my eyes go a little cross-eyed because my thoughts are very deep. And then they intersect and it's a derp. So I did mention one of the other things that becomes an issue with the depression, which is insomnia. Uh, you don't want to get out of bed in the morning and there's really no desire or ability to go to sleep at night. And normally when I was younger, I would use these opportunities to stay up all night making art and doing things like that. But the older I get, the harder it is to live that kind of lifestyle um, with the way that I've set everything else up. And so I really want to try and get to bed at somewhat of a decent hour. And I really need to be able to at least physically be able to get myself out of bed in the morning, even if I don't want to emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever. I need to not be so over-medicated that that my body becomes so heavy that it convinces the rest of me not to get out of bed. And trying to take enough indica at night to cross that boundary to really get me to sleep while not giving me a weed hangover and not contributing further to my depression. 
<clears throat> damn, that blue dream, the haze, it just like, it gets up in my throat and it makes it so mucusy. Blech. Um, in my efforts to not have a weed hangover, one, I've really had to tailor the, the kinds of indica that I use and really try and dose it very specifically. I had gotten a large Corova cookie. It's 250 milligrams of cannabis in one ginormous cookie. Um, by ginormous, I mean it's probably got a circumference of eight inches. That's a circumference, not a diameter. And there was just, I mean, at 250 milligrams, that's 25 doses. I'm not going to cut up a giant cookie into 25 pieces. I just took a couple bites out of it. And I over-medicated a lot that way. And it did not help me in my efforts to get out of bed whatsoever, which just kind of furthered the whole cycle again of depression, nonsense. I mean, it's not nonsense. It's just, it's nonsense that I have to deal with it sometimes. But so I really cut back on that. And I just tried to focus on taking the GDP pills that I had made that were very evenly and consistently dosed out and supplementing them with CBD. And instead of taking the CBD as a suppository, like I had been for my menstrual pains, um, and just to get better absorption, I ate it because I do notice a, a difference in my emotional stability when I eat it a little bit more than when I use it as a suppository. And now that I've got the MCT oil, especially, um, I think that I can kind of more effectively use the, the oral dosages, um, and just kind of save the suppository dosages for when I'm menstruating and need it for those issues. Because it's all about bioavailability, baby. And I don't think the MCT oil, even in the freezer, I don't think it would make a very good suppository. But I don't know. Maybe that's an experiment. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I guess that wraps up my not-so-glamorous Depression 2 episode. Uh, unfortunately, depression is just not very glamorous. Um but it is why I'm a medical marijuana patient. And like I said, just that, that gap, it can be so hard to reach out to people. And depression is just, it's a thief. It robs you of joy. It robs you of your senses. It robs you of taste. It robs you of your thoughts. It robs you of your vitality. It robs you of your physicality. Oh, there were so many issues with my body and the pain and just where I'm feeling things. It's kind of insane. I'm really glad I take yoga. It's taught me so much about my body. Uh, whether you believe in the metaphysical or not, I really think that simply the alignment issues are something that uh, you could spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in physical therapy on uh, before you come away with as thorough a knowledge. And I 100% believe that uh, 
these are the kinds of things that should be shared. So I don't know, maybe you, uh, you're like, all right, bitch, just get over it already. Get back to basics. I'm going to get back to basics. Next week, we're going to be talking about cannabis concentrates. But when I do something like that, it would help if I at least make sense. Meh. Um, I was hoping that I could get to at least 100 episodes before I ever had to skip one. I am glad I got through a whole year. That's that's definitely saying something. And um, my favorite depression podcast, Wrestling with Depression, uh, with the host Marty DeRosa, Every now and then he just kind of stops posting podcasts and every now and then he'll come back and either he's been doing super great or he hasn't been doing super great. And I don't know, he just happened to release a podcast when I was not recording mine. And I loved his guest too. I think her name was Carly, super relatable. And, And it was really nice to just be able to take a step back and be like, it's okay to take care of you, Bo. It's okay. And try not to be overwhelmed by the negativity so that you can stay positive. All right, let's safety. So in this safety, I wanted to uh, to bring something new out. I know that I've been hitting a lot of rosin lately, which is a little unusual. But also unusual is that I got myself a new cartridge pen and I kind of like it. I mean, I'm not about to give up my joints or my dabs anytime soon. Um, but Bright Labs had a giveaway, a promotional giveaway, and Bright is B R I T E. Uh, they were having a promotional giveaway that my friend Scuba Steve hit me up about, and I filled out the information, and you basically like sign up with them or whatever, and uh, they're supposed to send out a starter kit. But the thing was, I was pretty sure I had signed up for that thing before. And it turns out that my friend used to rep for them and he had told me to sign up for it, which I did. Oh, there's a scooter. But I never got the, I never got the starter package. And so I don't know, a a while went by and I kind of forgot about it. And then this dude showed up at my door with this package to be signed for. And while I've kind of spoiled the ending, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was like, am I being served right now? And I kind of give him like the evil eye. And then I get inside and I rip it open. And I'm like, oh, no, no, he wasn't evil. He was the best. He was the weed man. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, but yeah, so they sent me the whole uh, pen battery. They sent me a full gram cartridge of CO2 oil. I mean, not just a cartridge, a CO2 oil cartridge at that. And then, of course, the uh, the little charger. Now, I have to say, I love the Bright Lab pen battery. It doesn't hit the CO2 too hot. So I really get a lot of flavor out of the blue Afghani cartridge that they sent me. And that's another thing that I love, strain-specific cartridges. God bless it. Now, I was listening to, I think it was Shaping Fire, and I can't remember the lady's name, but she was talking about CO2 oil and about how they don't really do the super critical CO2 oil anymore, where 
like the MCT oil is super saturated coconut oil, the super critical CO2 oil is super saturated CO2 oil, where they're just trying to get the highest THC return out of it and not thinking about the whole plant synergy of it and how a lot of the CO2 oil now, especially that is meant for cartridges and dabbing, is focused on like a uh, an olive oil type of pressing where, you know, you want your extra virgin olive oil to have the the cleanest, purest, most delicious properties. And the further you process it, the less sophisticated a product you're going to get out of it, which makes a lot of sense. And I'm all for it. Let's make CO2 oil tastier. Sure, let's do it. I can hit this cartridge and I don't get any weird gunk in my lungs two hours later. I don't have any weird coughing fits because my lungs feel like they're suffocating. Uh, Like I was getting with the PG, the PEG or VG. And I mean, all of them, I was getting it with all of them. And, uh, and it doesn't have any added terps, which can also kind of get to my lungs and my taste buds. I don't really like the way that they usually taste. I haven't found one that tastes good anyway. Not, not on par with whole flour or a BHO by any means. Uh, but this blue Afghani was very tasty. And while I, like I said, am not going to be switching it up anytime soon on cost, on taste, on efficiency of use, it's a very consistent dosage, but I don't want a consistent dosage. I want a dosage to the dome. Um, so while I won't be changing it over, I certainly won't be resigned to having to use a pen when I travel. You know, I'll be like, oh, well, now I get to use my pen. And it's nice to kind of be excited about switching up something and and not having to be forced into choosing something that works over something you want. Um, I also got to try the Curvana cartridges, which are really high-end cartridge company out of California. It is also a CO2 oil. And they were one of the first that I remember coming out with one, a very well-branded and two, strain-specific cartridge. I've been helping a neighbor of mine who is trying to manage his colon cancer. Um, He's been able to avoid chemo so far and has been able to do surgeries Um, He's not going to fight cancer with uh, cannabinoids right now. He's still really kind of understanding his tolerance. And he comes from a Latino heritage. So his family, and while he's very receptive to cannabis, his family is not. And he's kind of walking a very thin line right now. So uh, we're really looking at edible options Um, but he's still working and he wants to continue working. So he needed something that wasn't smoking because it's very frowned upon in the Latino culture. Um, but that he could use while he was at work. So I was like, I had just gotten the Bright Labs cartridge in. I was like, wonderful. Try this. See how you like it. And he loved it. And, um, 
So we were looking at other available options because unfortunately, Bright Labs isn't available in any of the delivery services in my area. Uh, but Kirvana was, and I knew that they were very well respected and I'd always wanted to try them, quite frankly. So we got him one of those. And it was their Blue Dream, which is not just one of, I'm sure, their most popular cartridges, but is one of the most popular strains on the West Coast. And I would say probably in the medical marijuana just circuit period for those who need daytime options, anxiety options, and or pain relief options. And so I got to try a puff of his and it was super tasty. It wasn't um, any different. I, I, I tried it on his battery, which was a little too hot. It was like a push battery and it just kind of torched it a little bit. I tried it with my blue Afghani. It torched it a little bit. It wasn't as tasty as it was with the Bright Labs pen uh, battery. So I put that pen battery on the Curvana cartridge and oh, it just brought all the flavor out. Um, you know, and finding that right heat temperature to go with the cartridge can be so important to, to finding that, that delicate taste balance that matters to you. Maybe you want that fire breather. Oh, you want to feel it more than you want to taste it. I want to taste it more than I want to feel it. So, yeah, I mean, remember when I was like, ah, CO2, more, more, eh? come a long way. It's come a long way in a year and a half. So right on, I'm going to hit my Bright Labs pen with y'all's right now. Nowhere near as satisfying to listen to on a podcast, but here we go. Oh, that's so tasty. I got a nice hit, but a really light, misty cloud, just a faint smell, hardly anything. True taste. I taste the blue. I taste the earthy Afghani. I love it. Not satisfying to listen to on a podcast, though. So let's finish this bong load over here. And I can be coughing the rest of the night off this blue dream. very satisfying. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Next week, we will talk about cannabis concentrates from bubble hash to zombie resin. All right, I promise you, we're going to do it. Thanks so much for bearing with me. If you would like to help the podcast in any way, share with your friends, share with your acquaintances, share with your social medias, share with whomever you can. If you can't share with anybody around you, ways that you can share with the internet are by leaving a rating and or a review wherever you listen, but especially iTunes, that goes a really long way. Yo, Ross to Jeff, why do you still have three stars on the review? What is iTunes doing? I have contacted iTunes support about some review issues that I'm having. I can't read other people's reviews and it's killing me because that's how I enjoy finding people's podcasts. I think iTunes reviews are just taunting me lately. It's pretty much what it is. That's definitely what it is because that makes total sense. 
See if you can break the iTunes ratings and reviews curse. Leave me a rating and or a review. We'll see how it works. You can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at The Spliff Podcast, and I'm on Twitter at Spliff Podcast. And then I've got my website, thespliffpodcast.com. You can find my email, all of my social media handles, and all the ways that you can support the podcast financially via the Amazon affiliate link and Patreon if you are so inclined, which you probably wouldn't be because my Patreon is a mess. I know. I need to do something about it. One step at a time. Right now, my one step is finishing this podcast. Thanks so much for spliffing it, you guys. I really appreciate it when you toke in. Come back next week. Ciao for now. The day after I accepted this internship, Marijuana Today Daily dropped that they were in need of an editorial intern. And I was like, son of a...